0: Distance yourself from everything you've been feeling over the past week and how it builds up with each passing day. Try and just look at math. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Blue Jays 10, Pirates 1. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? That's seven losses in a row. Uh, they've scored nine total runs in those seven losses. The defense hasn't been there. The base running hasn't been there. Uh, even the starting pitching, the starting pitching, which had been the strength of the team, is starting to fall off. As it did yesterday with Rowanzi Contreras giving up five runs in as many innings. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. We can talk, you know, talk ourselves into. Uh, everything's just fine because they're 20 and 15 and they're in first place. Uh, it's not good. It's not good. This trajectory a week in is not good. And something I believe needs to change other than the opponent. Sure, I heard from Derek Shelton, I heard from a bunch of players yesterday, you know, how terrific the Blue Jays are. Uh, the Rays are obviously the best team in the majors. The AL East in general is strong because the Blue Jays had just gotten uh, their rear ends handed to them in Boston by the Red Sox, a team that, by the way, the Pirates swept up there earlier in the season. And I I buy all of it, okay? I do. All of it's a factor. But the overall uh, plunge is not good. And something needs to happen. And I would hope that it would be obvious two smart baseball people that hitting needs to show up. I mentioned the nine runs over the seven games. I could also have mentioned a 175 batting average in that span, Uh, two total home runs. And I dare say that there is a solution to be had. Now, I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to make the case for it, but I'm going to preface it by saying there's no way in hell it's going to happen. So don't think of this as me getting your hopes up or whatever, because I don't believe this is going to happen. I just believe that it should, and I believe that it's important to state that so that no one thinks, well, our hands are completely tied here. Here's what you do. Your number one prospect in the entire organization, top to bottom, is Andy Rodriguez. He's in indianapolis he's hitting the cover off the ball you know why he's hitting the cover off the ball it's what he does he's done it at every level hitting for him is like breathing for you and me he's never even had an adjustment period from level to level to level we saw him throughout spring training do the same thing to major league pitchers that he's currently doing to minor league pitchers he can hit if he drove here from indianapolis Today, and got here in time for the 6.35 p.m. first pitch at PNC Park against the Rockies, he would get out of that car, his legs cramped and everything else from the long drive, and he'd hit. And then when he'd be done hitting, he'd hit some more. That's the type of talent that we're talking about here. There's a reason he is the consensus number one prospect in this system, and one of the top prospects across all of minor league baseball. I'm going to throw out another name here, and yes, it's another catcher, and yes, it's exactly who you'd think I'd be bringing up, and that's Henry Davis, number one overall pick a couple of years ago in the draft. He's slaughtering the ball, but he's all the way down in AA Altoona. Why? Well, he and Andy play the same position, although either of them could theoretically play out, or they could be DH, or whatever it is that you'd need. Henry's got an 11-game hitting streak. He's hitting 400 over that time. He's got six home runs. And he, like Andy, showed great comfort in facing Major League pitchers in Bradenton. So, bring him up. Not for good. You don't have to throw a parade. You don't have to have the manager play some kind of gag on him that's caught on film and everybody has to have a big to-do. He's finally made it. He's... No. Okay? You just tell him right out, hey, the Pittsburgh team matters more than anything else in this organization. And that goes double when the Pittsburgh team is in contention. We need you to come up here for a week or two and hit the hell out of the ball. And then from there, there's a really, really good chance we're going to send you back. We don't want to break your heart over it. We want to be as uh, transparent as possible, both with you and the public. But this is the way we're going to do it. What's the harm? What's the potential damage that can be incurred here? Their feelings will be hurt when they go back if they do well? Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Precious things. I mean, if you think they're that soft, you shouldn't have drafted them in the first place, right? Presuming this would be the sentiment. What you don't have to worry about is the service time or the Super 2 or anything, because you can still manipulate that after the fact. There's no such thing as a clock starts ticking and then it can't be stopped. The moment you're back into miners, your clock has stopped. You can hold them out till next bleeping July if your cheapness takes over as that priority, meaning down the road, lowering the arbitration cost. But if your priority, after a 20 and 8 start... After capturing the hearts and minds of the city and a good portion of the baseball world, if your priority is still how much you're going to pay in super $2 three or four years down the road, or worse, the other stuff I'm describing, which I really think is the bigger factor, no kidding, the whole culture thing, we can't bring him up. He doesn't yet know how to hit uh, left-handed sliders in one, two counts. He hasn't checked that box off of his developmental list. Just bring them up. Let them hit. Let them help. They don't cost you anything in a trade. They don't even cost you money, really. There's ample room on the roster. Nobody will miss Mark Mathias. Nobody will miss Miguel Andujar. There's a lot of room on the 40. Send Chase DeYoung to the moon. But get help. Get help. from From right here, inside the organization, already wearing, in essence, the uniforms. Help these players get their heads back above water. It's a worthy cause unto itself. It's okay to be invested in this year. Because I can assure you that these players who are struggling right now, they are invested. After the game yesterday as part of a good talk that I had with Jack Sawinski, I asked him if chins are still up in that clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, you know, I mean, it's, it's been a, you know, tough week, that's for sure, but, you know, it's the beginning of May, and, and we're still in a pretty good spot, I'd say. The first you know, spot, I believe. Yeah, still <laughs> exactly, so, you know, um, you know, just making sure that guys don't forget what we've already already done in this short amount of time, you know, it's, it's hard to skip back two weeks when you're in a, you know, when you're in such a, stre- such a stretch as this, but, um, you know, I, th- I mean, it's it's just part of it—ups and downs—and you know, we're gonna come back, and then we're gonna get back to doing what we do and playing good baseball. And you've done it. You don't yeah. have to wonder, Gee, you know, can we do this still? So, yeah. You know yeah, yeah I mean? exactly. You know, I mean, we're gonna get back to it, so you know, we'll be good. Yeah, they believe. They just need a—they need a little bit of a pick me up here. Let's remember that O'Neill Cruz isn't around. No, oh, all of this other offense was a little bit of a surprise as I've been saying all along get some help in here those phone numbers are handy when we come back j1q this portion of daily shot of pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park it's home of steak on a stone an eating experience underscoring the word This segment's brought to you by Family Table, a local company that brings delicious food to busy families. They offer family-style complete meals or a la carte items like lean proteins, perfect for muscle building and weight loss. If you aren't local, gift cards are also available for your Pittsburgh-based family and friends. Go to FamilyTablePGH.com and use the code DK20 for 20% off and free delivery on your first order or by noon today for Thursday Delivery. Today's J1Q comes from Mike, who says DK Austin Hedges is the weakest link right now. Jason DeLay is batting over 360, and you've got two young studs ready to come up in Andy Rodriguez and Henry Davis. Let's not wait until it's too late. I mean, I'm sure eating... Hedge's $5 million contract will be embarrassing, but it needs to be done. Mike, I'm not sure that it needs to be done. I, I could see a scenario in which you could have three catchers on the roster rather easily. And I say that mostly because any of Rodriguez, Davis, or even DeLay could serve you in a bench capacity or a DH capacity. They can all hit. Delay is a weird one. He, he doesn't have much pop, but, man, he just constantly makes contact. Even if it's lame contact, he puts the ball in play. You don't see him striking out. And as a result, look, I don't think he's going to stay over 360 for the season, but he didn't get up there by accident. So I'd even throw him into that mix. Now, I'm not being a dope here. I'm not advocating for four catchers on the 26-man roster. I am saying that there are different ways that you could handle it, not least of which is trying Andy and or Henry at different positions. And that, by the way, is why I was bringing this up in spring training when it seemed like a silly subject, and now it definitely doesn't. Because they are your two best hitters in the minors, and you do have two catchers in the majors, not that they're blocking anybody, but it just creates the kind of mess that I think you're describing. Why would you commit $5 million to a catcher that you know isn't going to be your guy a couple months into the season? That made very little sense to me at the time. It makes even less sense now and multiply that many times over since I haven't been all that blown away by Hedges as a defensive catcher. I've seen it at times. I haven't seen it consistently. I don't see much daylight between him and delay, for example, as defensive catchers. But hey, again, the way this works in baseball, people will say it all the time, the bat will play. If you got the bats, get them up here. Sort out where they go in the field later. Sort that out, whatever, before that night's game. But get the bats here. The bats aren't here. Not all of your best bats. And to revisit that opening segment today, I don't understand that. I don't understand that. They were 12 games over 500. You can't count on two fingers the number of times that the Pirates have been 12 games over 500 over like the past four decades. That's a pretty nice opportunity that should be seized upon and not treated as if it was some kind of fluke, meaning by management. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates, and we'll do another one of these tomorrow.